0: up everybody welcome back to strange new show keith and mike watch star trek strange new worlds i'm keith that's mike what's how's it going buddy it's going great keith your
1: keith and mike entertainment beanie standard issue is in the mail we have to wear Mm. it from now on (laughs) that's true mine better be an extra large (laughs) it can't fit any worse than spock's (laughs) dude
0: I thought that was funny. I was 100% on board. How's everybody doing? I think you know, we, we, we don't really check in on how you're doing. We ask what you think about the show, but I'm curious. How's everybody doing?
1: I check in every week on patreon.com slash K&M, Keith. I make sure everybody's doing well. Sometimes I'm a little moody, but... Uh, Sometimes. But they get me through,
0: theoretically, oh, fair hypothetically. Enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, today we are talking about... Strange New World, Season 2, Episode 5, Charades. Can you believe we're already halfway through Season 2?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's what I said. You know, every episode we judge with a little extra added level of scrutiny because we Mm. don't have 26 episodes to just, you know, that some we can... can have a, a sliding curve here and knock off the top and the lowest rating, Keith. Every episode is important because there's only 10. This week marks the halfway point, and it's a good place for us to take a pause because we are going on vacation next week, everybody. We are. Yep.
0: So, uh, and of gonna... course, like in 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 typical Keith and Mike fashion, we have scheduled our vacations exactly one week apart, I so know. we can't actually do it correctly. Well, th- to be fair,
1: our initial conversation we were going to try to overlap, but you know, life.
0: We tried to, but look, you know, Broadway needs me, <laughs> so we have we have yeah. an issue of a the theatrical index coming out, and you which means I can't from, vacation.
1: You can't possibly do that from Vermont.
0: I mean, I can, but it's annoying.
1: And all the so. his pages of the of the of the e-zine get sticky from all of the maple syrup.
0: Okay, all right. I'm I'm glad you took the swerve there. <laughs> all course. right, Come so on. let's get your head out of the gutter. Oh, Save it for
1: the episode. It's plenty horny.
0: Okay, it is. I mean, this is the horniest Star Trek series that has ever happened.
1: Well, to be fair, it's probably the hottest too. I,
0: I'm I'm I am not going to argue that it is a. Uh, Nobody's saying it's an unattractive show. I'll say that. Uh, but before we get into all of those shenanigans, we need to give out your ratings for last week's episode Among the Lotus Eaters. And uh, actually, very interesting because we had we had very uh, strong divergences in the ratings. Okay. So, uh, at the low level, Jason Moe, 49. Wow. Not loving this episode. No, okay. Uh, I I can't disagree with his reasoning. Kevin Miles, on the other hand, 90. Loving this episode. Worf's boot ships in the middle at an 81. Harry Pothead gave it a 70. And JD gave it an 80. That's an average of a 74, which means I'm the winner because I said it was a 79. And I went into the 80s? You were 81.
1: Yeah. Okay. You were
0: 81, which is weird because according to your ratings, that was the best episode of the season so far.
1: Well, you know, I've never stated anything other than our 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 moods and our particular.
0: Uh, You've been in a crappy mood this season, apparently, because I have been consistently well above you.
1: Interesting that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, like, I liked well, it. And uh, yes, that season was our, w-
1: last week was among we were on off world, right? It was it was the it was.
0: Yeah, that was the memory loss. You know, like storm the castle one. Uh, but season oh, one, you right, liked right, better right. than I did. Yeah. Okay. So there we go let's talk about how much we like charades which aired on july 13th 2023 you got to put the about the episode that's how sorry. i do the yeah, uh, I,
1: was, I was i was just taken by your dulcet tones buddy
0: if you think i'm gonna actually watch our episode to get the time codes yeah, correct in yeah. the footer here that's not gonna happen it was yeah so july 13th 2023 you know less than a month ago it uh the top song mike do you know what the top song is
1: was it still last night? I was It sure was not. Oh, good.
0: No, thank God. We have moved on. And I can't wait to hear your version of Vampire, uh, Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire.
1: I got my driver's license last week, just like we always talked about. No, that's her other hit.
0: Did you just like Mitch McConnell for a second?
1: (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo, I only know her driver's license song. And anything else really isn't important because it's all about,
0: I knew that I loved you, but I never felt this way for no one. You know, I was going to uh, apologize for making fun of someone's uh, Ill health, uh, but then I think Mike should. Uh, even even somebody as who has worked so hard to get rid of people's health insurance, we should not mock their health. However,
1: no, but that would have woken him up.
0: Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but anyway, let us talk about our top movie, which was Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Oh, I still haven't seen that
1: one. I will. I wanted to see it on the big screen, but uh, other. Big pictures Oppenheimer got in the way, Keith.
0: I, I I enjoy the Mission Impossible uh series quite a bit. Like I, I love the real stunts, it's really exciting, really fun. Uh but I they I need to like refresh myself on stuff. And so I was like, oh, let me go back and watch like four five six. But then I go on to the Paramount Plus and I don't pay for the good premium, so I'm mm. not getting five point one sound. Yeah. And I just got the speakers. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this yeah, forget in stereo. That.
1: Not only that, but my understanding is, so, you know, they pushed this one back many, many years. (laughs) It kept getting pushed uh, because of COVID and and just theatrical releases getting pushed. It was actually
0: shot in 1994.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, in order to keep the, the, the marketing wheels churning, they showed a lot more of the stunts in this one. So from what I hear, everything we've seen, all of these big promotional stunt stuff, has basically ruined the movie at this point. Like all, we, yeah, cuz
0: it is basically about the stunts and like Simon Pegg put, putting a mask on.
1: Yeah, so I don't know, I'm sure we'll be fine. Maybe we'll get the the 5.1 by the time it comes out on the on the
0: VOD, Keith. There it is. Okay. So the uh weekly world news headline from 20 years previous, uh lots of news here. Amelia Earhart's plane lands with a skeleton at the controls. You know you, you never knew skeletons. Uh, could fly airplanes so well
1: yeah i knew it was a, she had a lean crew didn't know it was a skeleton crew <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: all right i'll give you that stuck that's in the toilet weird.
1: for 2 hours tragedy ah, at 20,000
0: feet that's horribly offensive and wrong and not acceptable
1: man loses fiance in poker game that's also not acceptable no, but probably true real men in black came here from another planet also probably true
0: 2003 was a terribly you know what and and I think we've talked about this but like and people have talked about whether we should do Boston Legal right because we did the practice the Boston Legal I think typifies what the early to mid 2000s were it was a terribly mean spirited time in our in our time so like just just mean anyway
1: yeah it's all played for laughs is the thing
0: yeah just no respect. Anyway, blah, blah, I made fun of Mitch McConnell. Okay, you so.
1: Too. That was last week you did that. Or no, you did it this week, too.
0: Have you multi, multi-mitched?
1: multi <laughs> You might have multi-mitched.
0: Yeah, well, I will not turtle from these bad puns. All right, so our director for this episode is Jordan Canning. Uh, this is her only trek thus far. Uh, But I imagine we'll probably see more from Jordan moving forward. It's written by Catherine Lynn and Henry Alonzo Myers. Myers last wrote on Broken Circle, and Catherine Lynn wrote in the future on These Old Scientists, which we have some prep work to do before we get to that episode. Uh, I have to go and... and, I have to do a spoiler screen some of the episodes of uh, Lower Decks and then get those episodes to Mike so he can watch it so he has context. You know who always has the context? That is our patrons <clears throat> patreoning, <throat> our patron patron at patreon.com slash Mike. Tell us who they are and what delicious goodies they get in, you know, in exchange for GIF. our nonsense.
1: Oh, so good. The delicious goodies. In fact, Jen just brought me some back from her mom, some brownies. We haven't sent out brownies, but we do have gifts we're going to be sending as soon as we finalize the artwork for the poster, the patron poster. So don't worry. Oh, that's friends. right. Yeah, I need to do
0: that. That's that's on me. Yeah. You, Mike it's, was holding it up forever, but that is, this one's yes, now on me. It's, I just changed the whole idea of it. You're just like, hey, could you make 17 posters like no, immediately? Just one poster. And then poster. six months later, you're yeah. like, wait, now just do one, Those are which just means for us. 18 posters.
1: <laughs> anyway, that one poster that will be going out to everybody, and except for our big dogs who might get a couple things extra. Uh, they're Brian, Kimber Beersock, Casey Clark, Jason Moe, Joshua Cronin. Welcome back to the
0: family. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back, back from, from Vegas, your vacation. Back yeah. Yes.
1: To the Patreon, Andrew Hayes, Jorge Naveau, and the mysterious and the mysterious household Worf's Big old Chips. Big old boot, shibs,
0: big old boot Charles
1: Babbage, Richard Cooka Coleman, Harry Pothead. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. CRM Productions, Nikolay Ivanovich, Lobachevsky, and Mom. Delusions and Mom. Noon. Steve Brown. Mom she doesn't
0: watch this show.
1: Mom or Dad went, had a great comment on the Patreon page about their first transistor radio and how they had to like plug an alligator clip onto a piece of metal to get something. I
0: guarantee you that's my father, not yeah. my mother. <laughs>
1: well, that it was a great story, Dad. Um, Steve Brown, YouTube viewer. JD Makes, Colin and Chris Mitchell, CRM, Pat and Josh. Number two, because he sends us stuff in the mail. Also, he's he a double did. dipper. He
0: well, and he and he just sent. I'm sure I mentioned it before, but he just sent me the uh, behind the scenes book about the creation of Deep Space Nine. Wow, it's awesome.
1: So much, so much good stuff coming in the snail mail. Hey, there's all kinds of goodies on that Patreon page, plus access to us any time of the day, every time of the day, and me Excuse watching, me? me watching Deep Space Nine and and Star Trek: Strange New Worlds in all kinds of moods. You can join the team at <laughs> patreoncom K&M. Just do it, so we have, so we just don't have to do these commercials anymore.
0: We're gonna do the commercials forever because even if we had ten thousand, we would, uh, we'd still, we'd do it a bit even harder.
1: Yeah, apparently there was some Patreon. Uh, they tried to they they offset their credit card stuff to a new company, and there was some uh, there was some service taking place. So if you had any issues, uh, we we. It had nothing to do with it, but uh, you might just want to go ahead and check and make sure everything's uh all your payment credentials and stuff are still up 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 to date. Not just for us, but for any of the creators that you support. Once again we thank you, patreon.com slash K and M.
0: Alright. It's now time for everybody's favorite trivial segment. Now keep waste your time with what? With trivial trivia six, seven, eight. Yes, indeed. Well, this is interesting. Oh, Sandhu, who, who plays, he? you know what? You can go interesting on this. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Oh, we, you know, we need, we need, <laughs> we need like the you know the Festivus Festival, the festival that they're going to do, and like each of us get sixty seconds to like <laughs> shoot on each other <laughs> you know? in the wrestling sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay just go, go. Let's go. Okay, Gia said, "Who plays Tapring?" And Alora Patniak, who plays Tapril, her mother, also played mother and daughter in another series, in uh, in Hudson and Rex, season two, episode seven, "The Woods Have Eyes." Hudson and Rex. I don't think I've ever heard of that show. No. There's a lot of good shows out there, uh, but interesting. They, you know, they're now uh, they play mother and daughter. When T'Pring enters Spock's quarters, musical note here, I love this, a softened version of the original series combat theme is heard, which we also heard in uh, Spike's, Spike's, Spock's Nightmare, uh, where he had to fight T'Pring about being human uh, earlier in season one. So that is sort of the theme in his head that plays when he's nervous about his uh, human side as it relates to T'Pring. Uh... Also, speaking of mothers, there's a lot of like mother issues in this episode. Mia Kirshner, who plays Spock's mother, Amanda, is only 11 years older than Ethan Peck, who plays her son. As as always, TV, you know, uh, basically yeah, once I, I, I you was hit confused. 30 and you play your grandma on TV.
1: I was confused as to whether like the Volk, the, she had something special about her that made her age slower or anything, because she, she could have no. been younger than Ethan Peck.
0: Yeah. Well, and Mia Kirshner, of course. Uh uh Jillian's been watching the L word, which mm. I watched back when it first came out. Plays plays a plays a very crucial character in the L word. It's good fun. It's on it's on uh Hulu. Go
1: Have you ever check heard of out. City
0: TV? Mm, City oh.
1: TV Is it a network or like a streaming service?
0: Isn't it? Didn't that replace like WPIX or something like that? Uh, maybe. And now it's like a so it's like, it's a, like Channel 11 it's here. It's like a CW
1: light kind of thing, a
0: WB Yeah, I, I think it's like a...
1: Well, Hudson like and a, Rex airs on City TV, and it is in its fifth season.
0: So, how about that? Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard of the show.
1: It's a show created by Ken Kuparis, starring Josh, John Reardon, Mako Nugent, and Justin Kelly.
0: Okay. Well, Justin and Kelly... It is about successful. uh
1: the nine a cop canine unit.
0: Okay, alright. That's all that's all coming together. So there we go. Alright, so uh our guest stars this week include the aforementioned Mia Kirshner as Amanda Grayson, Michael ben- Benier as Savette, Dan Jeanette as George Samuel Kirk, Alora Patniak as Tepril, and Gia Sanhu as Tepring. And uh, I think it's time to hop into our screening room. Plum, ba, da, da, I won't give it away, but I am. All this right, is just roll. <laughs> da, da, da. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we have some fun this episode. It's, it's kind of a sequel to Spockamuck.
1: Yes. I got very similar vibes. I guess that one did well so they thought hey let's let's run it let's, back
0: let's kind of do it again plus Ethan so Peck, just very funny just very funny it's a very funny cast so we hear chapel's personal log our heroes are headed to a vulcan moon that once housed an ancient civilization then it vanished but they left behind an energy anomaly meanwhile this gives everybody a chance to have some downtime. A uh, chapel is applying for a medical internship with a Vulcan, and everybody is helping her study except the only Vulcan on the ship. Mr. Spock, of course, and he ignores her on an elevator like a sociopath. We clearly have not dealt with uh, the kiss of it all. No,
1: but who was it that had the great line? I, he's, it's, it's how are things? So she just goes, uh, they're weird.
0: they're weird well i mean it seems like they're pretty weird yeah uh so then we hear spock's log he's been working with Mbenga to suppress more of his emotions remember they got unlocked the gorn made Mm -hmm. all of his feelings come out yep and uh but he's got it locked down again not a problem and pike tries to help him learn to cook but he can't smell anything because vulcans use nasal suppressants because you know what mike humans stink stink. (laughs) that made me laugh too And, uh, yeah, that's funny. That's been mentioned before on other series, and it always makes me laugh. You know what? We're stinky. You got to admit it. Like, if you had hypersensitive smell, like, it wouldn't be good to be around humans. No,
1: I can barely handle it with my normal smell.
0: Yeah. I'm very sensitive to smell, Keith. Are you? Yeah. Hmm. The guy lives with 17 cats. Yeah, that's why I do the litter all day, every day. Mm Mm-hmm. And 48 candles everywhere you go.
1: Very OCD. Actually, I share a little bit with Spock, turns out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sensitive what? to
1: smells and OCD.
0: What, Mike? Are you OCD? What? Yeah, turns- what? What is this breaking news we've nobody <laughs> ever heard before? Are you gonna clean that up?
1: Are you finished with that? You finished with that plate? Can I put that away for you? Can I throw that away for you? Can I clean that? Oh up my me?
0: god! The, the, you you judged my desk so hard I thought you'd pulled something. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Uh- <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, He's also annoyed that Sam Kirk is a slob and has lost his sense of humor. But at least he's going to get to see Dupring while they're on Vulcan. But she's got bad news. Her mother has decided to set up their ceremonial engagement dinner, even though Spock is still not speaking to his father, who is pissed off that he's chosen Starfleet. That felt like uh,
1: something we know, right? Like that's established. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's a and and we you know we, we, at some point we have to go back and watch the disco episodes that featured some of these folks, um, yeah we'll have to get to that, um, but we we have to get to so many things. Anyway, uh, Spock is distracted. This is uh, a big oh, yes, that's what's right. This is a big deal. Topring's parents have oh, Topring says. Uh, her mother has decided to set up their ceremonial engagement dinner, even though Spock isn't I said that, uh, to Prince's parents have the ability to pull the plug on their engagement. That's that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. It does uh, create before- a
1: convenient out, though.
0: It does. It's almost as if we need to perhaps move forward.
1: That's right. We need
0: to jettison. Yeah. We need to blow to bring out the airlock, even though she's been a blast. Well, and you know,
1: Keith, I've been pretty uh, adamant about being team to bring.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think Star Trek history is on your side. Yeah, I love it. uh, But we're also, Star Trek history is a little bit agnostic about what's about to happen, so... I don't know what's going to happen. It's weird. Uh but before that happens, Spock has a mission to fly a shuttle into the weird energy vortex with uh oh his secret cross ner- cr- cross crush nurse chapel. They have an awkward conversation. Now that he now has, that
1: happened, <laughs> Pike did that not to just mess with them, but because she's studying for that test so he thought it would be a good way for her yeah, to go learn a
0: little bit. I, I yeah maybe or like is he gonna drop her off at Vulcan when he on the way back that was a little unclear why it, it was definitely had something to, to do with off.
1: the fact that she, she is trying to study Vulcan right or she has that
0: well she, she's doing archaeological medicine so it, it does apply to what's happening I think initially so like, the
1: interview was supposed to be in person so let's go with the theory that he was gonna drop yeah, her yeah
0: maybe he was gonna drop her off on the way home okay alright but you're right that's not super clear
1: I mean, they don't have, Uh, they couldn't beam her, they couldn't
0: There's
1: there's kind of a whole bunch of other
0: There are a lot of (laughs) contrivances that happen here uh, For our purposes, our story purposes Uh, They do have an awkward conversation And he's been avoiding her since they made out But before they can talk about, they arrive at the vortex And they scan it, it turns out to be a temporal vortex To another dimension, uh oh uh, another naturally- dimension, another dimension. Thank you for that. Are we
1: going to get demonetized for my incredible recreation of Beastie Boys' song?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I think we're probably safe. Uh,
1: Intergalactic planetary temporal vortex, it's time for Bangtown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been much more funny to me had I forgot the reference. <laughs> you don't know? But luckily, it's fun enough to Mike for both of us. <laughs> Mike laughs at his jokes. You're not a Beastie Boys fan, Keith. Turns out, it, you know, for a guy who raps as often as I do on my <laughs> demos, that always sound like Beastie Boys. Oh
1: boy! <laughs> sometimes I just let my mouth go, and I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen. And uh, sometimes, "Bang Down" was a good one. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Well, naturally, they get sucked into the vortex and stuff goes horribly wrong, of course. And there's a flash. And Spock wakes up in the sickbay with Chapel Mbenga and Pike looking down at him. Something's up. Mike, what is it? He's been turned into a full human. Mm. And we get a great original series sting, as he says. What the fuck? Which, uh, funny. And I I really liked the sort of... uh, That the the original series comedy sting, because that felt very, like, timed. And, of course, you know, we swear on Star Trek now, so that's a thing. So we begin Act 1. Look out for some shenanigans, hijinks, again. La'an and Una inspect the shuttle. There was a crash, but the shuttle has been completely restored and cleaned. I mean, how dirty was it? La'an, I mean, I guess we didn't see the full conversation before they ran into the uh, the anomaly. So, you know, stuff could have gone down in the shuttle. Uh, Laon finds a piece of alien tech. It's uh, it's a phone number to some aliens. They, l- they left their card. Turns and it out, was all yellow. I knew that was coming. Turns out to be the aliens who left the moon to live in a different dimension. Her name is Yellow. And uh, they yeah. remedi- remediated the shuttle, Spock and Chapel when they and Spock and Chapel when they crashed, and they made them match because you know that seemed the right thing to do. I.e., both humans, and then they hang up abruptly. So Pike and Benga explain it to human Spock. He's having a bunch of crazy feelings all at once because uh, he's human now, and uh, then he remembers his engagement dinner. Uh uh, Triggins' mother hates him. <laughs> I mean, he's just funny. He's funny. Yeah. He's 100% funny. Like and I and and they definitely go to that well because well, I mean, everybody in the show's funny. Yes. That's that's really um
1: And look, there's going to be plenty, I'm sure, we're going to dissect about this, but I want to say up front because I think the writers know it and there's a confidence in it. This cast, like the, the 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 ask here is, within our world, right, where we're being kind of playing fast and loose with tone and genre a little bit, we're gonna go to, I would have to say, what uh, kept the 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 illusion that kept coming to me was sort of slapstick zany, I love Lucy esque, uh huh, zaniness of of rom comedy there, especially with Spock, and that's. That's a big. That is a tonal shift, right? Because he plays it big, but they justify it, right? His Vulcans feel things at seven hundred. So if you take basically puberty, right, which is already yeah. at seven hundred, and amplify that, I can. It's justified, and he plays it well, and so and you can see how it affects other people. And I think they they keep it grounded enough. I don't yeah. know. They, they they're able to pull off. I think the tone very well. Now it it opens up some holes, I think, but for the most part. It works for me. I'm, I'm getting very much uh, I love Lucy meets Tom Hanks in Biggs vibe.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think that it was very smart for them to make the puberty analogy and and being a teenager, because that's that's what justifies the like the extreme, the extremity of his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so fun. and And he and he also has no control because mm-hmm. he's he doesn't has never needed this level of control or is losing his like Vulcan control which like the Vulcan Vulcan control over emotions is not biological like that's something that they they do at a societal level like you train to do that it's not like you've so that that's a bit of a wormhole anyway uh right but we don't so but
1: but we can't Judge him against the litmus test of normal Vulcans because he's got that mixed DNA so he well, is... well right
0: now he's fully human.
1: yeah that's a good point.
0: So, yeah you know this is another one we're like don't, don't don't think too hard about it. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so Chapel is gonna work to try to fix him, so he returns to his duties. Human Spock is kind of like drunk Spock. He laughs too hard. he wants to eat all the bacon in the world and he tries to fight Kirk. uh, funny. He uh, then talks to Laon, who explains he's basically going through puberty, and he uh, notes her, and she pieces out <laughs> in a very uh, hilariously awkward. Well, when he
1: flips out at at uh, Kirk, I laughed. And Fight then, me! And then <laughs> when he's eating the bacon. I mean, these are just like run of the mill. Comedic montage beats, but I have to tell you, I was le- legit L O L. like f- laugh out loud funny. They were they were hitting the right notes. They were doing it for well, me,
0: and and that's and it's because he plays it sincerely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is is invested fully in in what's happening here, uh, which is which is fun. He, I mean, he's he's a terrific actor. It's really fun. Uh, all right, so uh, meanwhile. Uh, Chappell can't find a solution. Oh, yeah, and, like, her her expressions throughout <laughs> this. Uh, you know, another great comedian on the show. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad they've allowed uh, on to sort of, like, relax a little bit yeah. and have a little bit more of a sense of humor. I think that's been a, a wise choice. Um, so, uh, Chapel can't find the solution. Then Mbenga reminds her that she has an interview with the Vulcan. So she meets him on Zoom, and he's a total dick. And we reinforce here, and we saw this a lot, kind of starting on Enterprise. Vulcans are all kind of dicks. What, well, what about that
1: Vulcan we saw? Well, we're about to meet her parents. But what about the, the Vulcan we saw a couple weeks ago when Una was on trial? That The guy who yeah. just wouldn't even do the luring, but was basically lawyer oversight, and he was a dick, too.
0: Yeah. Until I he mean, was
1: starting to smile because happiness ending.
0: Right, right. No, I mean they're all sort of condescending dicks, and and this they they started this on on Enterprise because they were showing the very early interactions between humans and Vulcans, and they were just so condescending and so, uh, you know, treating us like little bugs. Also, I feel like I know this guy.
1: See me? Is he a theater guy?
0: Uh, I don't know. He did look vaguely familiar. Let's let's look it up. So, uh, alright, hold on. You know what? You look it up, because I have to keep reading this You're description. Right. I have
1: to hit the buttons, too, though. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll put a pin in it, Keith.
0: I have to use my mouth button. You have it, to it, use it. your finger buttons. <laughs> so, so Spock goes to the transport room, and his mom beam, beams in. Apparently, Pelia and Spock's moms know each other. Uh, Spock arrives wearing a silly hat. Pike covers well. It's, uh, he's Pike is really funny in this episode. Oh, wait, explains, did we miss the
1: beat where like he says, "Hey, Vulcans are dicks," and they hug in the hallway? That was kind of a fun eighth grade dance. You don't want to hug too closely because. Oh you
0: know. right! right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. She runs into human Spock, who gives her a hug. They're both having kind of crappy days. Days, and he says Vulcans can be such jerks. Very true, indeed. They
1: also worked in a little like cons- consent beat here, which I appreciated actually. It looked like it yeah. was like on a draft. They were like, "Let's just, can we just add a line where he asks permission?" Which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although he sort of does it retroactively, yeah, but the, but I, the, you know the idea the, is the, there.
1: The idea. Yeah, the thought that counts. Even though it doesn't really work that way either. But nope. We're, we're,
0: nope but she was into Consent.
1: Yeah, they but they know they dig each other, so it's good.
0: Yeah. Great. Great. Anyway, Spock's mom says we have to do the engagement dinner <laughs> now. Or the wedding is off, and we're gonna do it here tomorrow night. Very funny. She looks eighteen. Yeah, well, I mean she's she she's you know, she's Mia Kirshner. She's she's an attractive lady and, and has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, so uh we reinforce that Tepring's mother is a jerk and that they're skittish already about the union. Spock freaks out and is forced to admit what's going on. So his mom decides to teach him how to lie and pretend to be a Vulcan. And they start with giving him his own costume ear appliances. Uh, funny. Do we have a prop for that? Yeah, we do. And they're good. We spent money on them. We sure did. That was I, I like it. It was clever. Um, then... She teaches them how to make the family tea and pretend not to be burned by the scalding Vulcan teapot uh he's surprised at how well women suppress their own pain uh to which I point have you ever spoken to a woman because it's a it's r- r- I have remarkable some
1: physical questions about like maybe a like an, a biological wormhole here maybe okay to revisit They make a big deal about this ceremony and they can they can blunt down their pain. But that doesn't mean because then when they when she touches his hand later, there is if you just look, even if you could like suppress your pain, Keith, and you put your
0: hand on the stove
1: for too long, you're going to have like huge, terrible burns.
0: Well, did did we see his hand not having burns? All Vulcans would just be constantly burned. Well, no, we don't know that, because, like, I don't think the Vulcans don't feel pain because they don't, because they're suppressing pain. They're biologically different. They're also super strong. But she's not a Vulcan, so when she's doing this
1: with the tea and stuff, she would her hands would be effed up.
0: Well, I mean, yes, but I think she's probably built calluses. She has to do this every day.
1: No, yes, that's what I'm saying. You don't get third-degree burns every day and just, like,
0: build calluses. Well, nobody said it was third-degree. Have you ever a held a hot
1: plate? Keith, if you boil water... You can't touch the pot.
0: That's third-degree burns, man. Well, yes. Well, we don't actually see the bottoms of their hands. I mean, you just walk around with third-degree burns all the time. I'm sure she has super calluses. If you touch the stove every day, it's a firm hole. You would have calluses. Firm worm worm hole. You haven't had a firm worm hole since you were (laughs) 28.
1: You can't handle the firm worm. (laughs) What's happening?
0: (laughs) It's not going well. (laughs) So uh, anyway, the rest of the cast try to teach him how to sound Vulcan. It's uh, it's pretty funny. It's kind of like an acting class for anyone who comes in as a Vulcan. Some of the Vulcans on this show have not taken said acting class, and it would be good if they got all of these notes. They also prepare for the Vulcan ritual of Festivus, where the parents air their grievances and say everything that is wrong with them. I'm familiar with that one? <laughs> then the last ritual. I
1: call it every day.
0: <laughs> I call it calling my mom. Yeah, that's not actually true. My mom's not like that. Actually, and neither is my ex mother in law. She has never said mean things to me. Uh, anyway, my mom so,
1: is uh, a professional.
0: Yes, yes. I, I, uh, I dad it. <laughs> you're, you're Moogie.
1: I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You didn't. <laughs> Then what was the, why did you even open your mouth?
0: Okay. <laughs> why are you talking yeah. if you're not trying to hurt my feelings? Oh,
1: oh well, yeah, I see. You got a belly. What?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Oh, I just, I'm on, I want you to be healthy. What are you talking about? Okay, let's go.
0: No, I, Well, that that's a conversation I've had. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> The last ritual is a mind meld with said mother, so you can really hear all of her thoughts about said belly. And they try to teach him how to fake a mind meld, and it's not going great. Yes, it seems like you're constipated. It's, I mean, again, I feel like these are all acting notes for people who have played Vulcans, because you definitely have like the random actor who comes in and and you know mind melds like they need to change their shorts. Like it's a, it's like a whole thing. Meanwhile, Chapel is totally stumped and running out of time. She knows she's going to have to ask Yellow for help. So she talks Uhura and Ortegas into flying the shuttle back into the energy vortex. They also, uh, while doing this, eat much more normal food on this show than any other Trek. Um, Like a ciabatta uh, bun we got. I mean, it looks delicious. It's a pretty good burger. Like, everybody on, like, next-gen DC and Voyager, it's all, like, space food. And so it's got to be, like, this weird color and this weird whatever, and they just eat food in Contemporary Trek, which I appreciate, because I don't think I'd ever seen a carb being eaten until uh, Contemporary Trek. In Act 3, Spock and Amanda prepare for the arrival of T'Pring and her parents. He grabs T'Pring first, and she is very over her mother. So, T'Pring and Spock head off to his quarters. Obviously, they are not getting along, and she makes a joke about eating your young, and Spock laughs. Uh oh. Uh. However, he said that he was arguing about w- with her mother about her outfit, which is fire. What fire. A- she looks. You know exactly who she looks like here. Mm. She's
1: giving me nineteen eighties She-Ra figure.
0: Hmm. Or
1: not not Shira. Tila.
0: He-Man, oh yeah yeah yeah. Which is
1: Adam's sister in
0: He-Man. I tell you what though, that's winning project runway this week. Like no question, cuz yeah. that's awesome. Uh anyway, they do a ser- they do the ceremony in Pike's quarters. And he's made a bunch of Vulcan food to bring parents arrive and her father is super chill and nice, but her mother is a total non-pleasant person.
1: Yo, he's funny as hell too. This 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 uh wife husband relationship I've seen before.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> In but people. It, now, I do have to say, well, like, you know, the sitcom beats of that are very funny. Uh, it's I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about it later. But like all of the Vulcans are like crazy emotional on this show. It doesn't make sense. Uh, so she complains about everything, including the smell and the food. Pike is wearing a Strange New Worlds version of the green wraparound we saw Kirk in in the original series. Pretty cool. Uh, And here's where I say, all the Vulcans behave way more emotionally on this show. Uh, Even those not turned into humans. The dad, Dupring, all of them are like crazy emotional. Uh, And I I don't know, I get what they're doing, you know, for the the comedic parts of it all. um, But I'm not sure if it fits particularly well in with the way that we've depicted Vulcans previously.
1: Okay, well that point I'd say is fair, but at the same time, I think to Pring though she's over her mom and she's showing that exasperation, if inside she's feeling that at 7,000 and we're only seeing it at like a a 10, then
0: Well, yes but it's, the Vulcans have always been depicted as they never get to a 7 like it's they, they do not have it and and so like even in the most emotional moments with uh with Nimoy or or, or you know, uh Tim Russ or whatever, it's nowhere near that hot. So okay, like well, these are I can, all... I can
1: definitely see that, that then that brings a tonal issue, but if this is the episode you're gonna do, actually it could have been more of a juxtaposition, but I think they were trying <clears throat> they were trying to as sitcoms did, right? As as slapstick silly sitcoms did, play things so general and, and like archetype yeah. you know, stock character beats, like the the the, the mother in law beat here that everybody right, right. hates everything and makes you crazy and the kind of doting husband or the uh dolty husband who's just It's a doofus. I right. want another it's one. Just, oh, I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, like it's very beaten. much yeah.
0: stock. But I, I mean, I, I I get it, and it, it's not that it's not funny. It's just that I feel like I feel like it would have been funnier had they found a way to let them be Vulcan in mm-hmm. this. Well, and I, I yeah, it's yes. it's it, it's <laughs> almost like you know, it's sort of written and directed by people who got a thirty second breakdown on what Vulcans are supposed to be, but don't really. Understand it and have like integrated the true lore and performances moving background. I know a lot of people have have that trouble with contemporary Trek, is that it is written by the next generation, right? And and tonally, it feels like people who's like, oh yeah, yeah, I watched like five episodes, so mm-hmm. like I know the whole deal, and who haven't really gotten into gotten into it. So which I would I would
1: argue. If this were a standalone property that was like in the future or in a different time, that was not a precursor to everything that, that that's OK, that that's what we should be doing. We should be opening up the stories. But because it's so much is predicated on this lore, it's hard to do that.
0: Well, and I you know, I don't mind the evolution of of you know of of the series of the of the topics of the politics of the tone whatever um you know next gen did that from the original series like it absolutely evolved and changed and like of course it should new generations come in right but it it, it feels a little underbaked mm. I, I i feel like they they all would have done better had they split the difference a little bit mm. and and had a little bit more respect for the original tone and setup well, and also, then go into all these new directions.
1: Also, it's interesting because I think Spock and Muck handled it better because it put both of them, both of the Vulcans in that storyline in an extraordinary circumstance. And so you would probably buy that they're going to behave with heightened response. Whereas in this circumstance, three quarters of the Vulcans we see are in just sort of, yes, it's heightened emo, quote unquote yeah. emotionally because of the circumstance, but... It's just a they they there's well, a lot of ceremony with and, Vulcan. Right? And, and,
0: yes, but I also think that Spock and Muck, they were less emotional in Spock and Muck. Um, yeah, when they used their Vulcan in the ridiculous...
1: to as yeah as kind of a as a, a boon to the the plot device.
0: Yeah, it's like this season. Has pushed the emo has dialed up the emotion of the Vulcans more than season season one. I don't I didn't even really think about it. I don't think I had a problem with how it was handled in season one. Season two, it seems like they've really cranked it up, and I'm not sure if I'm liking it.
1: Anyway, so, uh, so aside so completely uh, off your topic, but I want to mention it before I, it goes unnoticed. Anson Mount Mount is doing mm-hmm. incredible reaction acting so in this funny. episode. His comedic reaction beats are pitch yeah. perfect in this episode.
0: Like, absolutely just stellar. No question. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Chapel Uhura and Ortegas fly up to and eventually in to the energy thing. It's risky, but Chapel's gonna have to save her boyfriend. So they fly right into the light-up butthole. Uh, meanwhile, Spock has to do the tea ceremony and pretend he's not in crazy pain. Uh, it goes, it goes pretty well. And his, his like reaction to the pain and then turning around being, he did a good job with that. He really did. Chapel, uh, meanwhile, no, Chapel, Aurora, and Ortegas have arrived in the mirror zone. What, mirror dimension? What's the one from, uh, from, uh, uh. Dr. Strange.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say the upside down from, uh...
0: No, this is very much the mirror dimension or whatever it is. Uh, So they talked to Blue for a bit, but Blue doesn't doesn't doesn't, want to help.
1: What I thought was funny is the whole... In the beginning, my first pitch for this this society, I thought they were... I was like, is it an advanced AI? Because it was responding very much like Siri does. And this Mm -hmm. looks like the Siri bubble on your phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think they may have gone in a... Just become tech... Mm -hmm. Totally possible. Um, so uh, Blue doesn't want to help. So they ask to speak to the manager, Yellow. And they say, we need help fixing Spock. We head back to the ceremony, and Festivus has started. Amanda is having a hard tom- time telling to Pring she sucks. But her mother is perfectly happy to. She lays into Spock. Hold on. You're a disappointment. Is this You've
1: where ab- she tells Yellow she likes Spock? She got crushed. No, later. Next okay. scene. So there's saying, there's a like lot
0: there's a whole mess of these intercuts. That's a
1: big a big beat we need to talk about.
0: Yeah, I got feelings about that too. Okay. Uh so uh yeah, mother lays into Spock. You're a disappointment. You've abandoned your family and our daughter and she says, "Your father is right to shut you out and you don't deserve our daughter." Happy engagement. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's intense. Yeah,
1: his reaction here is, is warranted.
0: Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Spock asked to go take a leak. <laughs> so, of course, he can privately freak out. And uh, I thought that was a funny beat. Dude, that hairpiece is something. It is. It's really just sitting there. And I like that they commented on it. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, I need to comment on Pike's super fancy bathroom. Like, what the hell is that? That's... <laughs> fancy as heck. So uh, Chapel finally gets to speak to the manager and explains the situation. Yellow wants her to admit that she's in love with Spock, and eventually she's has to. Well, it's a very odd stipulation. No no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 I have well. a feeling about it, but it's not. She does. It doesn't say why. They are very practical and pragmatic, very much logically based, such as the Vulcans, you could say. And she's saying. Look, friends don't generally don't aren't don't rise to the the importance of wanting to take care of people. Why are you? Why we don't? You know, like if it, so, it, it, you gotta prove to me it's more than just a friend.
0: But That's why it. do they care? What? It, what? What? what it's the bureaucracy you, here, man. What it's, could they possibly care about their emotional entanglements?
1: It well, the whole thing it's it's red tape, right? That's why they had to go. through. They had to go back to yellow because yellow had to wait through the red tape, and basically, friends don't get to log complaints.
0: But like, what red tape ever has to do with like, oh right, so we need to go, we need to apply for an LLC, right? And we have to go through all sorts of red tape, and they're like, okay, you can't get your permit till you tell me just how much you like Mike. Okay, well, tell me how much do you like Mike? If I'm
1: in, if I'm in the hospital, Keith, you can't come see me because
0: we're buddies. Right, right, but it has nothing to do with our emotional entanglement. It's our legal definition of our relationship. Well, here it's a little different. It's
1: a little, not, it's just a little more because, right. it's like, it's, are
0: you married or not? Not how much do you love your wife? It's are you married?
1: Okay. Nonsense. It didn't bother it's, me. What bothered me was that she, they, she, if, if, if. Okay. See, I, I, I I'll grant you your, your, your quibble. I don't have it, but my okay. quibble is. Once we've established the rule set, hey, if it's just a friend, I can't help you. Well, great. He's not just a friend. I love this guy. I, I, I've fallen in love with him. If, if, if it's not just his life is on the line, but all three of them are clearly in this entanglement, right? She's brought all this, she's she's risked the lives of her other crewmates mm-hmm. for Spock at this point you see your opening why are you playing sixth grade girl like oh turn around
0: I can't I couldn't
1: possibly oh, I couldn't say it I'd be like yeah love him whatever what do you need me to say to get it back whatever what do I need to do in this well we don't
0: know like I don't I don't think had yellow rejected the request it wouldn't have murdered them they would have said go home
1: sure whatever I'm saying we've but we've gotten this far right it's like if Dorothy at the very end had just been like nah, eh, you know what Eh, we're here. Eh, let's forget it. I, I, don't. Now I'm too afraid to go with the pail and throw the water and the stuff. Like, nah, you're here. I thought she was playing coy. The whole coy bit here didn't work for me.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. I, well, the, the whole thing was just... <sighs> okay, so I'm a writer. I need to get to the moment where she confesses her true feelings. This is the laziest possible way to get there. There has to be a better way, better reason for her to confess that. Other than like to talk, to tell Siri. Siri's like, "Uh, Siri, set set an alarm for 9 a.m. Well, how do you feel about waking up at 9 a.m.?
1: The thing is, is that it's, like you said, it's inconsequential here. She's, everybody knows already, right? They all know. She knows. We know. So this beat, there's no drama to this beat. There's no reason for, she's not conflicted. She's just basically being polite because she's in a no-win situation. She's, not conf- she's decided not to tell Spock how she feels because she's being respectful to his situation. and He's, he's at least communicated that he's not, quote-unquote, interested. So that's what I've seen as the reason. It's not that she hasn't admitted it to herself. We know what's up. She knows what's up, so we don't need that beat at all. They can save it for when they see each other at the end. She that's needs to tell
0: him that, correct. right? Not yeah. not Siri. She doesn't need to tell Siri about this. Siri think,
1: doesn't care. Yes. <laughs> why well, does Siri care? The, the whole point is that there's no dramatic need for her to keep the secret, which is why this scene doesn't really work. Right. There's no right. Well, I mean, because there's no impedance to her, her saying it,
0: but they so well, they're trying I to mean, create it. Uh, not to Siri. I mean, to her friends, right? You don't want to be that, like, you know, the 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 third wheel in somebody else's relationship. Like, you you don't necessarily want to admit, oh, my God, yes, I'm in love with that married person. Right? I get it. Like, I get that you want to, like, keep that on the DL.
1: Yeah, but everybody knows, and you know that they know. So
0: Yeah, but in you this still want to talk about it. In this circumstance, when somebody's, the rest of their
1: future depends on it, you can get over yourself is what I'm saying.
0: Well, well, she does. She does. She does all the things. You're right. So anyway, Siri's so like, okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, anyway, she's, you know, in and I the guess confession, either, however. E- they
1: either give her the goo or they just give her a schematic to make the goo?
0: I think they just give her the, the recipe for goo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, however, when she does confess, I think Jess Bush does a terrific performance of an oddly shoehorned scene. Um Yeah. Sure. I thought she did a, I did a great job. Especially also, just
1: standing on in the empty volume with, like, color. I just thought, I also thought the design of this intermesh speaking of lazy, I thought the design of the Siri thing was. Oh, I kind of liked it. No, I was fine
0: with just that. Just colors and stuff. Make a choice. Also, uh, her American accent is flawless. Is she not American? She's not American. She's from Down Under. Mm. So uh, she's a flawless American accent, and so is her hair. Also, please date me.
1: That reminds me of the, the actress, I can't remember her name, who plays Shiv on, uh, oh my god, that show that everybody loves about the business stuff. Oh my god. Succession. Succession, yeah. The daughter Which I there. haven't seen a have. She is. She is also uh, it's got the, a flawless American accent. She's from Down Other. They're very good. And Nicole Kidman. Okay, well, not so we're, good.
0: they are so much more talented than we are. So in Pike's quarters, it's time. I I, I I just asked her to date me here on the internet, so... There it is. Uh so in Pike's quarters, it's time for the mind meld. Pike tries to stall with a very important earth tradition of charades. Uh luckily, they're interrupted by Chapel with the hypo spray, with the cure, and Pike as Pike hilariously covers. And the dad,
1: oh, once again. That was really funny. So good.
0: I'd like Again, he's too emotional, yeah, but that guess, beat really guess, is funny.
1: Yeah, I guess you wouldn't hire Milton Berle to play a. Uh,
0: yeah, because <laughs> like, it's, a, it, like this is Vulcan. like an everybody loves Raymond beat, and it's really funny, and it's going great, but it's definitely not Vulcans. So.
1: Yeah, that's you know that's that's an interesting dilemma we found ourselves in when it comes to like, is it okay? Because I guess not, but it's very funny. It's it's funny. It'd be better but to complain. I, it'd be easier to complain about if it wasn't funny.
0: But just imagine every one of his lines, just drier. I think it would be funnier. I actually think it would be genuinely funnier if he did them as a full Vulcan, but said the exact same lines. I I, I think. I think all of this would be funnier if they took the emotional affect out.
1: I would argue that the mom is not playing emotional.
0: She's playing, but she does play annoyed. Like her, her annoyance, like, but the the whole thing with the Vulcans is that they say dickish things, but they won't admit that they're being a dick. Because they're
1: because their point, because I would imagine their point is logical. If you have the logical point, and in this particular case, he is wrong for her. Now, of course, logic,
0: well, yes. I mean, logic is debatable, but uh, it was just like, you know, like, I'll, I'll be your mom here and be like, Mike, I see that you have a belly. You are too fat. It's not, you know, it's it you just take all the emotion out of it. You're you're going to die lonely because you're so so fat, Mike. <laughs> it is not logical to want to die like alone. I don't like
1: this game. I don't like game at all. <laughs> <laughs> Keith being a Vulcan version of my mom telling me I'm too fat is not what I signed up for. <laughs>
0: I'm going to play this clip for your therapist. Although my
1: mom is oddly Vulcan in her delivery of all things. so
0: Yeah, see? And doesn't it hurt more when she just, like, is totally dead-eyed about it?
1: No, because she she can't remember how to do anything. So, uh, it's...
0: Okay, well, anyway, my point
1: is... I got your point. Let's continue All right. On. Okay, so he, <laughs> she comes and give him the goo.
0: Mike, you're not fat. I'm just being, no, I'm just I'm being pretend, i back to the
1: gym. I feel great. <laughs>
0: Oh no, Mike! Mike, you know you're the hot one on the show, right?
1: Uh oh, that's debatable. Am I? I'm not the t- I, people. It, nobody's it's... mailing me stuff. I gotta... Do not respond. Move <laughs> forward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: We still anyway, have one so... wheel on the rail. We gotta we
0: somehow gotta move <laughs> forward. We gotta make sure we fully derail before then. We're done. So uh Chapel comes in, he's got the hypo spray with the cure. She privately explains, this is going to put his Vulcanness back, but the physical changes will take longer for story. They have a trembly love moment, then she hits him with the hypo spray. Uh so there we go. Later the mind melt That's a good works. beat though. That's a
1: good beat. It's like I don't want your it's like when you're hypothetically Mm -hmm. You crush your hat all through, like, middle school and high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you guys have never said those words to each other. But then Mm -hmm. she gets real drunk at a party. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, kind of, like, messy all over you. And you're like, this is not how I envisioned it. I don't... Hypo needle.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but there, there you get to the consent angle. Because she knows... Actually, I think this is about consent. Yeah. Because she knows that he is not in his right mind and if he and like even if he's just confessing his feelings that's a very vulnerable thing that he you probably would want to be able to choose to make that move or not Without not in such a human horn town all over you without human horn town i yeah. mean that really that you know all consent comes from the 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 beginning of the branch of human horn town <laughs> that's a
1: well also i think that she, once again we've established not just consent but her respect for what's happening out there. I mean, that's a pretty big deal that's taking place. And, and there's other people involved, like his fiance, her family, his family, they're all like outside the door right here. So mm-hmm. it's best we don't, this is not the time or place for this. If you want to make no. a decision. Yeah. So she's giving him that
0: out. Oh, they're going to find a time and place, Mike. Don't you worry. So uh, after she hits him with a spray, his mind meld works. And Spock is successfully able to mind meld with his mother. To bring forces her mother to admit that the ceremony has been completed. And she says Spock did a good job, despite his handicap of being half-human, again with the dickishness. Spock decides, you know what, hell with this, and tell her the whole thing was done by a human. Except for the mind-meld part, but whatever. He takes off his ears, and he sticks up for himself and his mother. Um, very convenient the ears didn't grow back right away. Uh, so we could have this moment.
1: Well, she said um, it's going to take a little while.
0: Y- yes, but it didn't but, need to. But
1: but important thing to note, though, is that. Yes, physically, he can have the reveal, but he is a Vulcan again now. That, again, so, and he did
0: the mind meld as a Vulcan. So too.
1: this this uh, one could say attack or rebuttal. To the mother-in-law is being done from his Vulcan side. Well, By full, guess, Spock. Yeah, yeah. full Spock.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good that, that's a good point. Um, also, and this is where I think the episode is most interesting. He sticks up for his mother, who has chosen to live among Vulcans who have been so shitty to her over all the years for Spock's benefit. Um, and uh oh yeah, yeah. So uh later to pring so is understandable. Put
1: a pin in that because Yeah, yeah, I
0: do. I I, I have more to say on that okay, later. Okay, great. Because so do I. My my hesitation was reading ahead to make sure I addressed it. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. so to pring is understandably pretty pissed that he didn't tell her what was happening. She I and mean, she it, makes a good note. She's a hundred percent right person here. you didn't tell. Literally yeah. everyone else is in on this. She's a hundred percent right. He says I was trying to spare you and Vulcans don't lie well, but she understandably points out she he like he's like you said, it involved everyone else in this game and not her. And that this means really he doesn't trust her. And she's like, we gotta spend some time apart. And frankly, I totally get it. I yeah, think she is Well, she um, does
1: like six years of couples counseling in like one beat here, which I think is great. Because she goes, she gets. She's not an idiot. She's sensed some chemistry or whatnot in other places. But she, her logic, has right. gotten through all the jealousy emotions and all that crap and gotten down to the core of it. The core of it here is that he's conflicted, and she is the one he's not trusting. Right. That's the well. That's and the one. and
0: this isn't a new thought for her. Right. You know, this has been something that's happened over and over again. So she's probably coming to this conversation already having put some thought into this. And, and it's, right.
1: it's baller of the writers too, I think, because it's way too too often you either make to bring out to be a villain,
0: the bad guy, the bad right. guy.
1: she's something happens where she's been screwing him the whole time, or right. this that, or, or they you know, they kill her, or you know they make it right. easy. And this way, you know, you come out. Look, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. When the next scene happens, I cheered. I literally cheered because it's like they, it's built up to be a release moment. Where right, I've, right. But at the same time. Spock doesn't come across looking totally perfect plain. here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's no, not at all. And I'm not going to say that that's it's convenient because plenty of relationships I, I mean, plenty of relationships they break up and then the next day they're with this person because it's been, I mean, that's not
0: because that's been cooking for a yeah, while. That's yeah, that's not
1: out of the range of, of real, real. No,
0: but it's, but it definitely does not give him the moral upper hand here. She yeah. has the moral upper hand here. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't matter because. You know, it's not it was not court, right? It doesn't mean the relationship's going to work. Well, and, and I think yeah, she makes and, the right call.
1: And look, they spent all of Spock amok getting to, like, he, there's clearly a relationship here. Yeah, I mean, here, so he's, it, he's tried. Yeah, yeah for loss, sure. For sure, so. Um, I think it's handled pretty well. I don't, it yeah. doesn't feel like they just tied a tourniquet and <laughs> cut the limb off. No. I, it feels like they, they made
0: prop. No, and they, they made there be consequences yeah. and they made, and they held people accountable to some extent. Although he does now get to make out with you know Chapel, which you know I'm not. I'm not envious. Anyway, so uh, later the Vulcan Dick tells Chapel he's rejecting her, and she says, "I went to interdimensional space and got them to help me. I don't need you, fool." Uh good beat. Isn't it so interesting later,
1: that as she, I can't. Every time there's a shot and they have that chair there where we had the little girl before, mm-hmm. it's just she's all there's always just it feels like they're trying. There's some sort of symbolism. It's they can't. I can't see that dentist chair without thinking of that little girl who's now just like an all-powerful being somewhere.
0: Oh, that's true. Well, and basically she aged like thirty years in ten seconds. She's she's been dead for like a year. No, now, she, she
1: she can't die. Remember, she lives forever in the fairy tale world with that
0: oh, being okay. now.
1: My point is, is is it it's a great symbolism here for for Chapel saying, "Hey, dude, I don't need your." Your fellowship. I'm making crazy, dis- crazy shit is happening mm-hmm. here all of the time. So uh, we got the yeah. best science, the greatest <laughs> discoveries, the biggest papers ever written, all kinds the of papers. papers.
0: We totally talked to Siri. <laughs> if if you if, if if blue won't help, you just go to yellow. It's fine. It's great. It's orange. Amazing. Orange if you need it. Orange, orange. Orange is the best color. It's fine. It's fine. And uh, you know, there's no Syrian prison, it's fine. All right, so uh, Spock and Pike commiserate together over drinks. Then Spock says goodbye to his mother. And we find out that the memory she shared was one where Spock was finally being accepted for the first time with the other Vulcan children. And it was a happy moment for him, but he, giving, giving this new context from her point of view, realizes that she continued to be rejected by the Vulcans and has stayed for him and for her father in this society that has rejected her her entire life. And he has newfound respect for what she went through. Keith,
1: true or false, you would sacrifice a couple of those comedy beats or cut the Siri I love Spock scene in half to have actually seen that? flashback because i think it would oh, have added 100 so much to the episode
0: yeah because that, that's the nugget of depth in this episode yes. that's the that's the real thing i mean and, and it's and, all told to us nothing the, of it there's is shown. S- there's a story there about immigration mm-hmm. and and sort of integrating into a new society and the projection of that that's a whole story and as great like the, as the,
1: his mom the actress playing his mom is there she there's only so much you can do in recital you know what I mean and, and yeah. they're trying to talk about this whole life she lived in sacrifice for him in, in this society that has not treated her well and we see none of it so yeah. and, and and that beat where they describe just that moment and his now realization of all of the things you just said yeah. would have been so easy to show in 11 seconds 15 yeah. seconds and it would have meant so much more I just it felt weird it's omission was palpable
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great beat. I, I don't know if we need like a whole episode about it, but I think no, it's just definitely show the, the, show the it's, mind meld. It's the emotional beat here, you know, meat here for sure. Um. Anyway, so then he goes to find Chapel, who is already outside his door, and it is on like Donkey Kong. He tells her that he and Tapring have separated, and that he has feelings for someone. And she just kisses him and you know the door closes. We know what they did. They done did it.
1: Well, we assume.
0: Oh no, no. That that was not the kiss. Not of like, only oh. did they
1: do it, but Keith wrote a
0: whole thing about it. <laughs> it's on the dark web. You can find it. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. it's it's weird because Spock got deleted. Spock got written off that find and replace How
1: good I should have done it I should have photoshopped him out and put your face in for the last slide there just <laughs> ew yeah but not without consent I would have had to even write too I'm many emails even I'm grossed out by that
0: <laughs> uh, because All in right. my head I look like Ethan Peck so. Keith
1: we're feeling a little punchy aren't we
0: you think punch that shit punch it punch it, punch it. just punch it just punch it punch
1: it punch it punch it let's
0: punch it hit it Yo, Adrian! It's the Punchies! Wow, there it is. It gets better every time. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, welcome to the Ponchies. Very dark today. There it is. That was weird. So we begin, as always, with wormholes in the plot. We've talked about them a little bit. Mike, summarize your wormholes in this plot. <sighs>
1: The the hand burning thing, uh, there needs to be physical repercussions. I, I it just bugs me. It's a wormhole. It's just a physical wormhole. Just saying it. Two, uh, it's weird that Spock and his mom look the same age. I guess it's not a wormhole, but it's a little bit of a wormhole. What is what was she look, the, when she had the,
0: the work? That you can do three hundred years from now. Yeah, is you're really right. Those good. The, the
1: skin creams they have on Vulcan are insane. You wouldn't believe
0: the creams. You can put them everywhere. <laughs> um. Good God! I have the butthole of a fourteen-year-old. You the, wouldn't believe it. The
1: um, bleached, perfectly orange. Um, it's
0: its own light source. <laughs> so, it's so bright.
1: The um, the other thing, I don't know if it's a wormhole, but I have questions. I, I question it. Is look, don't get me wrong. Fundamentally, changing if, if, if your your makeup is it is big those are big stakes that's a big deal right if you're half human half vulcan and then it become all vulcan or all human that is a big deal that is you're now fundamentally not yourself anymore that is big deal don't get me wrong but spock was alive and happy and and healthy and, and and learning to cope and without more than like 12 seconds of deliberation as often happens when these questions where it's like hey suicide mission you in or out Everybody's just like, yeah, okay. What's what are we fighting for? Oh, Spock. Well, is he gonna die if we don't do this? No. I mean, it felt like it was a very quick agreement to go on suicide mission to talk to Yellow because she did say we we all might we not might might not make it.
0: Yeah, and and I feel like Pike might have had something to say about that. Maybe some sort of were they
1: stealing a ship to go do it?
0: What? Well, stealing ships is like totally cool. I know. Stealing a
1: ship for for a
0: no consequences for
1: for a suicide (laughs) mission. I mean, it's just another episode. So that. It just felt like it didn't seem to be a speaking of logic, like a logical decision they all made together. Or th- didn't they give you our phone number for Yellow? Couldn't we just call? Call waiting. It all seemed a little. Well, but
0: they said they would. Yellow wouldn't pick up. Yeah. So it they just, had to go say anything and hold the boombox. It didn't
1: boom seem to be a really like well strategized. Uh, no. Um, decision to risk everybody's life for that. Um, there was something else. There was a there was something else. I can't remember. Go ahead. You you go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, all of my wormholes are feelings, right? Right. Why does Siri care about the feelings? I'm sorry. I don't buy it. Siri, like, we did not set them up to val as a culture that valued the connections between mm-hmm. other people and feelings or whatever. It just like. We can't escalate the ticket unless you really, really want it. Well, and it felt to me more like ticket. a
1: quid pro quo. Like they were confused. Hey, we, we've pretty much got you figured out. We've run the sequencing on your genome and your culture, and we've got you figured out. Except this thing you guys but have. But they never these...
0: express any curiosity. They're she like, does. leave us alone.
1: No, she does say it. She's like, actually, you can. this helps us with a question we had. She says it. Oh, in the dialogue. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in that case, it's flimsy, but at least it's Look, there.
0: Siri does not... Hold on.
1: The AI's got to learn. It's got to have...
0: All right, hold on.
1: You're, she's going to surprise you.
0: Siri, do you care about my feelings? Hmm.
1: I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with?
0: No. Siri does not care about my feelings.
1: Hold on. Well, you got to be more specific now. This is getting insane. (laughs) Siri, do you love me? Not the same. She says, I think you're pretty great. It's not the same question. Siri, are my feelings important to you? She doesn't understand. What about Google? Hey, Google, are my feelings important to you?
0: Hear anything. Yeah, no, they don't love me. Yeah, but okay. but here's but here's the analogy. Siri, do you care how much I like Mike? Hmm, I don't have an answer for that.
1: Is there something else
0: I can help with? No, no, you don't. Just she turn on care. the goddamn lights, okay?
1: She doesn't. Care.
0: <laughs> she doesn't care how much she likes me. All right, or I like okay, you. Fair All right, enough,
1: fair enough.
0: Uh, and the other thing I, I mentioned before, just the Vulcans are, have way too many feelings. They're just like. They're basically just humans with funny ears. All right, let's talk about our best moment. Well, the best moment is the
1: moment we don't see, and that is like all of the the, the great stuff with Spock and his mom at the very, very end, Mm. very quickly.
0: I thought you were talking about Spock and
1: Chapel. I'm like, it's a different kind of show, buddy. No, so that would be it, but we don't really get to see it, and so we have to extrapolate that. The best moment for me on screen is as random as it is And I know how much you you you've completely convinced me that it is not good. But regardless, (laughs) the whole everything that happens from when the 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 step, the father in law walks through the door and Pike is there and Spock is there and they're doing all of those zany beats. Everything pitch perfect work for me. Spock's I'm a horny teen montage in the second act absolutely killed it for me. So. That stuff worked, and I, I I can't i for me, it made me laugh, and that you know, we talk about the fun factor, Keith, and that brought the fun factor, uh, so i'm I'm gonna go with the, those little beats for my best moments,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me i I guess I don't quite feel the loss of having seen that moment with his mother as much as you do. I think it, I would have liked to have spent more time on that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll be I, back seeing we might it. yeah, him. Seeing it's less important to me. I, but I do think it's the best moment because I think it's, it's where you, where there's meat on the bone of this whole interaction of this whole situation. And we learn something new about Spock by his learning something new about his mother. And, and I think that um, it's very human. It's very, you know, we're, we're at the age now where we're, really seeking to understand our parents better and and like you know when you're when you're in your teens and 20s you don't want to know anything when you're 30 it's like i want to know so i can justify how much i hate you and i think once you get to our age there's a little bit more curiosity there and there's a little bit more compassion there and like okay i didn't like that you did x but i can under, i can see a little bit more i can understand a little bit more about why you might have had that problem or why you might have made that choice which i still don't disagree with I still don't agree with but like I'm seeing you more as a person with a little bit more empathy with a little bit more room for humanity. And so I really liked that that moment there for Spock. And I think it, ta- it taught him um you know cuz so much of, so much of about the 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 parent child storytelling is finding ways that you're similar. And in this way it was a little bit about finding ways that they were different. Mm and that their experiences were different. And and I think that that's just interesting. I, I just like that moment. So, you know, uh, uh,
1: just uh, uh, about parental understanding to just piggyback on that real quick. Another thing that happened in the episode we didn't spend a lot of time on is that there's a great beat where. What's Spock's mom's name? Amanda, Amanda Talks about how much she loves and respects respects to Pring, what she's been through. And to Pring shows mm-hmm. an appreciation for being appreciated in spite of obviously clearly the the gauntlet that her mother's thrown down. So I thought that was a cool moment, uh, a very human, very, uh, go go figure, a very human experience described there.
0: All right. So let us, no, I, I'm with you. Let us move forward and do some symbols. Wow. You get some Words are in my mouth. Hell yeah. We are self-sealing. Here are some stambles you. Look, I've gotten like 30 emails since we started talking. Yeah, I get you, buddy. I understand. Very, very annoying. Trying to like
1: wrap up work before vacation. So, <clears throat> look, it's fun. It's fun when Keith and I spar, obviously. And though I'm not as tied I guess to the Vulcan experience and to the their general behavior emotionally or how they exhibit those I will tell you my biggest issue with the episode which actually is pretty falls in line with a lot of your feelings we in this episode we are fighting to get Spock to be back to his spockness right because we we value him for who he is and, and we don't want him, it's not just the jokey joke, oh, we don't like him, he's too he's too adolescent as a human or whatever, it's we want him to be who he is. Right. And and a big part of that is Vulcan and we get to see a lot of Vulcans here, but what there isn't in this episode, which I find interesting, is a spokesperson for the Vulcan race. Everything we see in this episode. That's not a dick. Yeah, everything yeah. we see in this episode is not an, I want to say an indictment but shows Vulcans lots of flaws, or shows it compared to humans and how it is not less than, but is abrasive,
0: is... Why would you wanna be a part of this? There's no
1: advocate for why Mm. Spock should want his Vulcanist back. In fact, Spock himself, and I went back and checked, never once says, oh, I wanna get, I want it back. It's only in the framing of in order to get through this ceremony, which is important. Mm, it's not because it's vital to myself or vital yeah. to my duties or vital to who I am. It's just I gotta get through my 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 in-laws. So I I be That's a be, really
0: good point. Be
1: easier if I was a Vulcan. Nobody's the only person who does is Chapel, which rescues the beat a little bit, but it seems silly to me. It it, it I
0: She's the it, only one defending the Vulcan side. Yeah.
1: So it is you think Pike would be much, like in Spock amok, Pike, the whole thing is about how his Vulcanness mixed with his human being is why he's an incredible member of this team and why you need, it It just was done so much better in that episode. So because it was done so much about, uh, better in that episode, it's hard not to judge this against that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just struck me the whole time. I was like, I really feel like it's funny right? The juxtaposition is funny to play, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. Did, did I articulate that in a good enough no, way? No, I
0: think that's a, I think that's an excellent point.
1: So there's that. Uh, that said, it's very fun, right? And it w- where it leaves us is pretty interesting because where are we going to go with this? we got five episodes to go. We have a potentially, potentially blossoming... New romance, which could have implications throughout the crew and throughout all kinds of conflicts of interest, all kinds of p- poss- potential other conflicts. Additionally, we know that T'Pring is somehow t- has communications with Spock's brother. When she finds out, going- she's gonna be pissed. Like this could this opens up some yeah. pathways for her. Where's right? Cybok and all this? Yeah, so there's some questions, so it leaves us in a pretty cool place, and the fun factor's off the charts. I cannot tell you, I can 100% say with accuracy that I laughed more in this episode than any other episode. Like, mm. as far as the comedy, this one made me laugh a lot. And that's really fun. So ultimately, I really enjoyed it, but I cannot put it up, it, it fails to capture what Spock and Muck did in their sort of freaky fridayness so i'm gonna need to, you to recite to me what my spock Muck rating was
0: your spock Muck rating was a
1: 95. oof so i would say take i can't give this a 90. i'm gonna say and, and last week i said 80. last week
0: you said 81. 83. 83. 83. yeah no i, I think that's a really good point that you made about um Nobody really defending the the Vulcans and even the show. Like, I don't know why I'd want to be Vulcan either. Um, especially the way they're depicted uh, here. Like, you know, on, on Next Gen and on um, the original series, there is a lot more of like, you know, oh, it would be cool to be Vulcan for this reason and this reason and this reason. But this is just a a bunch of assholes. Why would you want to have anything to do with them um, in, in this world? So, um, and... The, the most Vulcan thing about them, their lack of emotion, wasn't even depicted here. So they're kind of all just depicted as emotional assholes. <laughs> like, so what is the point? What is the what's the benefit here? So yeah, I mean, I, I think the the comparison between this and Spock Amok, I mean, obviously, they're they are sort of, a, it's a, sort of a sequel, they're sort of dovetails, they're sort of the same episode in some ways. Um, they are both fifth in the order, in the lineup, in the in the in the run of the show, um, and so I I don't think it's as good. I don't think it's as successful as Spock and Muck. And it seems um, a weird I, choice
1: to me. Doesn't it seem a weird choice to you? Because you've only got twenty episodes in these two seasons. Yeah. Why would you do the same episode again?
0: <laughs> well, I, absolutely. I mean, if this were you can do whatever you season, want. Strange new worlds. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm yeah. That's a really good point. Like, I'm happy to return to this at some point. Right. So if it happens in episode five, you know, come back episode like 40. Let's do it again. Right. Let's let's play in that sandbox again. But in only 15 episodes to have two of basically the same sort of freaky Friday ish kind of a deal. I don't mind it. I I mean, I like it. It's always fun. We get to D whatever, but um, it's really too close to Spockamuck. It's 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 a very similar thing and it's not as good. Yes, Mike.
1: But I'm gonna shut up right after this, but I made a note, and I have to respect the note. There's one other thing that bothered me, and I'm gonna go down to 80.
0: 80, okay.
1: The other thing that bothered me is exactly what I just said. You know, we keep talking about how this is gonna be episodic, right? Less serialized. And it's called Strange New Worlds. And so my, you would think, and a lot of times when we jump off world and we do things, we're focusing on that new world or the new kind of cool alien we haven't heard. Here again, We pitch a whole new interdimensional life form that can, that behaves outside of our space and time folded amongst itself can fix people. A, I think, and we learn literally nothing about them. Two scenes. They barely give us any effect. They don't make a lot of sense. We didn't spend enough time with them. That's a really interesting potential character, like alien species or whatever. Eh, we kind of we're more interested in the drama and a serialized story arc that we've been. So it's kind of an antithesis of what we're supposed to be doing anyway. So
0: yeah, you know, I, I I wish there were more strange new worlds. Yeah, in Strange New World. I mean, you know, this season we, the only strange new world we had was like the, the bronze age, you know, dum-dums who didn't, didn't remember stuff. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's kind of it. And even when we, even in the previous season, right? There's nothing new. The serene squall, it, it is sort of the space pirates are sort of new. Lift us where suffering cannot reach. That's a new world, Right. Um Memento Mori, Ghost, Ghosts of Ill- Illyria, we see that. That's sort of new. But like, and, and Children of the Cut. So, like, there's been like four episodes that actually featured a strange new world. So it's where I think we're just the balancing the sci-fi and the like interpersonal hijinks. I think we've we've definitely gone a little heavy on interpersonal hijinks. Um, which I I I like it. I don't dislike it. I think it's just that the balance is off. The the recipe is a little off. Um, so weirdly, like, I don't, I actually, li- I liked this episode. I mean, it's, it's not that I don't like the episode just because I have all these thoughts and feelings about it. By itself, it's a fun episode. It's funny. It's, 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 you know, like in the, you know, next gen would do it all the time. Right? Like, oh, you know, Picard's now 10 years old, or like, you know, we, we have to de- alien all of our people at least once on the series because mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, and uh, and I I love the beat with his mother. I think that's that's a really that's a good step forward. We we moved the, the Chavel Spock relationship forward. I don't, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if I like that story. Um, I don't know if I care. I thought or Chapel Ortega was where we were headed, and I was into that, but I I would have liked that much better. Um, I I just don't think like I don't know if Spock is my romantic lead. Like that's Chapel's a character, a pre existing character, right? She's a pre existing. She she is on the original series, but she's not a main character. She's she's the nurse who helps out McCoy. Um, she doesn't actually have really much for any story arcs on her own. Um, and I don't, I don't mind making her a main character, giving her story arcs. I just don't know if I care to see Spock as a romantic lead. Spock's a scientist. That's what it, that's what it's about. And like, who he's making out with? Like, eh. it's, it's, it doesn't feel very Star Trek to spend this much time, especially, you know. Again, if we were five seasons in, if we were seventy episodes in, all right, let's, let's explore this. But it feels like this is like. The the number one story arc of Strange New Worlds is is, who's Spock gonna make out with, right? Because you you got the Gorn thing that's a big one. You've got um, you know, you've got you've got Pike's like I'm gonna die soon.
1: They kind of like dealt with that right, and they already and they dealt with Una's tribunal.
0: Una's thing, yeah. So like kind of like the biggest story of the series is like is spock gonna make out with chapel and i'm just like eh, i don't know anyway it's it that is a funny way of saying i'm going to give the episode 83 self-sealing stem bolts uh because i still enjoyed it That's
1: funny exactly where i was but then i, I dipped down
0: i um, have i have notes but i still enjoyed it so it's uh fun. We will... i mean it's fun super fun yeah super fun it's it's only in context with all the whole rest of the world that i have any of these feelings Uh, Next week, we will be doing Lost in two weeks. In two weeks, we will be doing Lost in Translation. That's going to be fun. Mike, what else can people see? You know, we're taking a week off, but uh, there might be a fair amount of content out there if you need to uh, hear more of our nonsense. Well,
1: Keith, I just saw it on YouTube. We've reached over 20,000 hours of watch time, so people are catching up. Oh, good Uh, Lord. uh, I'm so
0: sorry, world.
1: (laughs) And uh, you can add to that... By checking out all eight seasons of David E. Kelly's The Practice. We did this. Two hours.
0: And that doesn't even count in the 20,000 hours. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you're right. Uh, You're right. That's podcast. Uh, We are watching Deep Space Nine, and it's getting good. Season three was really good. I can't believe it's going to get better, because it is. Oh,
0: yeah. So you sure can catch is. up on
1: that. K&M Geekly, just us uh, podcasting about random stuff and shows we're watching. Check that out. Also, you've got Look at My Star Trek Toys. This week we're doing some mixed media stuff coming up this weekend. Yeah. Which should be pretty interesting. Uh, you can check all that out, plus me watching all of these episodes and a bunch of other stuff on our Patreon at patreon.com slash
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you back in two weeks uh, and uh, really looking forward to it. We're going to do a little vacation. Who knows what we're going to do? Uh, maybe we'll post some pictures about what hey, we're we'll up to we Yeah, we won't, We won't disappear going. from
1: you. Don't worry. We're, we'll be around.
0: Nobody's worried about slightly less of us. All right.
1: Guess okay, so what? Our then. moms would, would, would like a lo- slightly less of us, if you know what I'm saying.
0: I'm going to go visit my mom. So there you gonna, go.
1: What is she going to say about your belly, Keith, now
0: that we're fashioning? <laughs> She's going to have a lot to say about my belly, but it's all going to be in subtext. <laughs> Till then, this has been Keith and Mike Watch Strange New Worlds.
1: Thank you for watching k
0: Entertainment. <laughs> if you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash